Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined, as always, by Johnny. <laughs> Not always. N- not last week, okay? <laughs> there was some miscommunication on our, our parts, both yeah. of our parts. Yeah. Uh, Johnny uh, was obviously doing other things, and yeah. because we didn't get to talk about PAX... We didn't, no. I did. But we were both at PAX. Oh, we were definitely both there. Now... And I listened to your podcast, by the way. No way. I did. One listener... <laughs> nice. All three of you, and I got to see uh, Evan, right? Evan, yep, yeah. I got yeah. to see what Evan actually looked like. Yep. I, handsome and, dude. Handsome dude. Now, with Evan, I actually did a podcast a long time ago, but it was all via webcam and everything. I actually got to meet him, so it was, it was actually pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So we will talk about packs. You're uh, doing it like almost like a restaurant style like, oh, circular dude, we, table with the white cloth. I, ha- I had a room reserved and everything. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful. It yeah. was beautiful. Nice and quiet. Nice and quiet. Yeah, I apologize for not being there. No, no. Like I said, it was miscommunication. Yeah. Um, on both of our parts. Um, so yes, if this is your first time listening, this is the show from Switch RPG where we bring you the latest. In the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch, this week we are talking about, I mean, what has really been taking over the news um, as of recently. It's just been health concerns and cancellations and delays and health concerns. It's just been... It's been like disaster crisis mode all over the place. Everyone's losing money. Things are shutting down. Nothing's happening. It's just really affecting everything. And it's actually affecting uh, the news flow about like generally about the things we talk about here yeah. on the show so um it's Big time. yeah it's just kind of sad to see uh but first yeah what, what are you what are you playing what am i playing I i'm going out of order here yeah screw this thing you are out of order but that's fine i haven't been playing anything i, I played a whole lot of my board game uh-huh. at, at pax east and other events but uh, but that was so long ago it was long ago i uh, still trying to play it uh <laughs> Uh, changes and stuff like that, but uh, I played a little bit of Langrisier demo. Okay, I downloaded that because that you know that game visually looks like the kind of game for me. Right. And then I played it. It's not the game for me. It's not the game for it's you. Not the game for anyone. Now, uh, well, I, I did actually. I, I played the game as well. I downloaded yeah. the demo, and I agree, it's not the game for me. It, it feels like an old game. Yeah. Uh, with none of the modern amenities. It doesn't look like an old game. But you can actually change the graphics to look like an old game. It was just like uh, the game is it's missing a whole lot of quality of life improvements, especially in terms of controls and making me, the player, feel like I was in control of things. Right. When I when there are buttons to tab over to your next unit, you want to tab over to your next unit, not the enemy unit as right. the next unit. Like, why would you? No sense at all. I mean, why would you? I mean, I could see why you would want to occasionally look at the enemy units to yeah. see what they have going on as far as weaknesses, health, whatever. But I mean, in terms of just general cycling through, yeah, like uh, troops or whatever. And it was basic basic stuff that you do on the battlefield and it was just not fun at all and also they don't they don't really explain any of the things they don't explain like how the damage numbers are calculated i couldn't figure it out they show you 
what mm. the end result is going to be. So they do like you don't really have to pay attention. But like me, I want to dig into those numbers, and they don't really explain how those numbers are going to affect right. things. So that when you grow your characters over the long run, like it doesn't matter. Well, also, you like, don't. The you fact don't. That you can like recruit units like right off rip. That is just weird, and it's right. based on a range, and then there's money, and they don't really walk you into. Right, it's just do they throw everything at you. They throw a lot of stuff at you. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't for me. Yeah, it's, yeah, very, it's, it's very obtuse. Yeah, it definitely wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, what, what else you got? That's it? That's all uh, you're playing? Seems I've, like nothing. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Oh, one of those on RPGs that have yes. a monkey in it. Okay. Yep, yep. that that side-scrolling RPG uh, co-op. I game. heard that game's pretty difficult. It is hard, <laughs> but in a good way. It's man, it, they just figure out ways to like one up themselves with the level design, like over and over and over again. Like you go into like a, yet another minecart level, and you're like, oh, it's yet another minecart level. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. All of a sudden, they like change the perspective on you, and it's no longer a side scroll. It's like you get to see stuff coming forward, and instead of jumping, you're like changing lanes, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be way too difficult for me. It's awesome. <laughs> it is it's awesome. awesome. I heard the music is is really really good in it. Is that the, is whole, that, the whole game? Is the whole awesome. game is good. Okay, the whole game is really good. Like, and that was another Wii U game. Uh, Wii U, but this you know the deluxe ported whatever right. yeah, version the, the, has the, the best uh, edition has the funky kong right oh right board. does it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on the switch version so that's that's the update that's, <laughs> to it that's awesome yeah and i've been eyeballing i i could could have sworn like someone on uh discord chat may have mentioned this or something like that i've been eyeballing uh a game a series called super robot wars i i don't know and there's they've they've been making this this franchise apparently they crank them out like at least one a year it's like ridiculous how many how many iterations of super robot wars there are but the newest one i believe is super robot wars x which just came out in january okay i don't know if it's available on the u.s eShop, but um almost for certain that you can get it if you uh i guess change your region to right, japan right, right. and all that stuff uh and i think it's in english too Right. Uh, it looks real good. It's like Evangelion, the RPG Advance Wars game. Okay. It, it's like it sounds like it was made for for yeah, you. It's it's like Fire Emblem and Evangelion had a baby, but then it was an actual baby because everything is chibi graphics. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit. I don't like the design, the art of it, because I'm, I'm not a fan of chibi. I'm not either. Yeah. Uh, so it's like all like little squishy and 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 robust. Uh, uh, hobbit looking things yeah very very hobbity and yeah. but but they're mechs so it's like chibi <laughs> mechs but they're but they're like massive evangelion huge multi-building size mechs so that's, it's like that's chibi crazy mechs i'll have Weird. to i might have i might have heard that or seen that in the discord yeah. i'll have to look at it again but it looks good and it looks ridiculous and like even though they they have like the artwork uh the art style i'm not appreciative of like the animations of it i'm, I'm watching like let's plays of it and reviews and it looks good okay. it looks like very polished not desirable but like polished for you're just you're doing. waiting for a western release it sounds like because it sounds like it's too much work to if to... it's in english i'm probably actually gonna get it okay yeah. all right after i beat uh, Radiant Historia. Second <laughs> yeah, you've been playing that game for a while. 
Uh, yeah, but for like, took a little break. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, the past three to four weeks, I've been doing nothing but working on my game. So now, is that all you did at PAX? Was mainly yeah play testing. Uh, I at PAX, I was doing nothing but play testing uh, and uh, exhibiting at that uh, Maiden Mass. Event, oh yes, yes, which yes. Which you didn't go to. I I did not go to. Why I was not? supposed to you go said to. You were gonna go I to know. It. I was just I had extra tickets for you. I was just so tired. I, I even left like early. I was intending on staying most of the yeah. day on I think it was Saturday, and I was like, you know what? I'm just beat. I'm done. Ah. I'm going home. Ah. It was it was good. There was like uh, I uh, wanted to go to that one, event. One of the indie developers uh, that that my booth was right next to. They had, I guess they made like this big giant like Final Fantasy style like huge Buster sword that oh. was like six feet, and I guess you use that to play their game what it was yeah it was something weird like that it was like this they were swinging around this big giant sword <laughs> which is kind of annoying because they were like invading my booth space a little bit but when things picked up they couldn't swing around that sword anymore. right right so i don't know what they were doing uh but, it's like yeah, guitar was, hero and rock band yeah i, I don't know Final if it was Fantasy. actually part of the game or a small element or a big big element to their game but they had that going on and i gotcha it was a uh, it attracted people and that was good because i mean more people towards my booth yeah so i was appreciative of that that's good yeah that's good so you didn't really get to play anything it's kind of I, I talked to so there was a lot of designers in the area that mm. i was at but these were board game designers and stuff like that so i was talking with them uh, some of them would show off their game and I'd, mm-hmm. I'd take a look at what their game was. But for the most part, I had a pretty steady, uh, amount of people play testing my game. I had, uh, over 20 people play test my game. I don't know what the exact number is cause I, I lost track, but right. it was like over That's 20 really good. people play testing. very good, uh, results from that. So, Excellent. Yeah. I will say though that, um, this you year by. I did stop by, um, this year, as opposed to the other years I've been there, the tabletop section yeah. is just is invading the video game section. And yeah. I don't know if some of that's the, like Sony not being there or whatever, but that the tabletop section is just continuously invading there. I think it's the opposite. I think the the video game industry is invading tabletop. I mean, look at look at the uh, the Divinity people, right? They have their own tabletop game. Mm-hmm. No, I, but what I'm it's a tabletop yeah. game, so that's what I mean. Like you're seeing a lot of like. Um, uh, people, I, I mean, I was all the way at near the entrance and there were tabletop games there. Yeah. Uh, that, that's oh, what I mean. Okay. Yeah. No, the tabletop, uh, presence the is. The front of the exhibition hall. Yes. Entrance. Yes. Ah. The tabletop, uh, presence is tremendously, uh, big. And I think mm-hmm. almost big enough where they could almost have their own event. Well, what better sell, what better thing to have in a major celebration of all things gaming than to be able to purchase a physical mm-hmm. game? Cause purchasing physical video games today, you know, isn't that great? It's not, yeah. It's, it's, it's not rewarding. You're not getting something that's tre- like a, tre- you're not getting a treasure. Right. Whereas tabletop gaming still respect the the physical treasure trove that you get inside that box. Mm-hmm. There are interesting things in there that you just do not get, right? You get, you get these manuals. You get these awesome illustrations, mm-hmm. uh, rules, explanations, things like that. The thank you sections, like all that awesome right. stuff that's in there. I agree. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a tangible. I like to put my hands yeah. on things. So I'm always getting the physical versions of games. And now for, I mean... The collector's editions of video games right. is pretty much where, where you get That's, the good and, stuff. And it's just way too much. It's a lot of money. It is. It, it is. is a lot of money. But, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I know PAX has an unplugged 
but I think having a PAX East unplugged would make just as much sense. Yeah, uh, PAX unplugged was so I was there for that with my game as well. That was uh, in December in Philadelphia. Okay, so, so I mean it's relatively close, I guess. Um, but it, still, it's relatively close. But that yeah, that's like more than half a year away now. So mm-hmm. having a second PAX East because PAX East is massive. It's their it's one of their biggest ones, right? It's PAX East and West are their two biggest ones, right? And if they do, they could easily, because it's so big, they could easily do another PAX East unplugged, unplugged. as you said. Yeah. And that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I, I think they could definitely do it with the amount of tabletop games that I saw there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would sign up. I'd get a, I'd but, get a booth. Uh, Immediately, I'd be like, yep, there you go. my booth. Boom. Um, but what I've been playing, thanks, thanks for asking, <laughs> is... Um, uh, <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Divinity. <laughs> Divinity Original Sin 2. I am Shocker. I am almost done. All right. I'm in, I'm in the final act, all right? Of, of how many playthroughs? This is this will be like two and three quarters okay. once I'm done here. So I'm in the final act. Yep. Almost done. Okay. And then it's on to something else. I'm gonna figure out what that something else is. I think and I'm hoping that Trials of Mana will kind of coincide with That's that. Still a ways off though. I know. It's just it's a little too far off, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Radiant history, man. Man, I don't know. Radiant Historia, or if it's if it's May, I think it needs to be on the Switch for me to. Radiant Historia. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be nice if it was on Switch. Yeah, that that's my main issue because if I'm gonna put in a lot of time, and I know that game takes a lot of time, yeah, I need to I need to be I need to be on the Switch. But you have a 3DS. No, I definitely I have a few 3DSs. Uh, it's but like a Switch. It's not like the graphics you need to put put on the big screen. Right, that's right. For sure. See, I run into this thing where you know uh, my time is very uh, precious, and I and yeah. and when I'm playing games, I almost want, like to do it for the YouTube channel. So if I'm playing Radiant Historia, that's time away from oh, yeah. you know making content. Recording essentially, recording a Radiant Historia. Yeah. Now, if I if if someone um, was to buy me a 3ds with a capture card, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> if someone was to buy me a capture, uh, you know, um, that whole setup, yep. I would I would be more than happy to mm. to do that. Uh, it's just. It's kind of costly to get that capture card on a 3DS. Yeah, and 3DS is a dying. It's dead. Yeah, it's not dying. It's yeah, dead. no, I mean the last. Actually, it is dead. The last game I played on it was Bravely. Well, no, I'm lying. Bravely second. It was Bravely. I think it was Bravely second, and I didn't even finish it. Mm. Um, wow. So it's been a, it's been a while since wasn't, I wasn't there. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Um, was uh, a Link, game. Link Between Worlds was probably the last one. Oh, that's even older. And then I'm um, I'm lying again. Metroid. It was the the latest Metroid game. Metroid Two: oh, uh, Return of Samus. The, no. Oh, yes. Samus Returns. Return Excellent of Samus. Game. That is actually one of the last ones coming yeah. out. That was yeah. Before Radiant Historia, that was the last one I bought. That's so. that was the last game I played. I had to kind of go through chronologically. But that's you're ending in a bang because that game was amazing. Oh, that game was really good. I loved all the things that they added to that game, and I think we've we've covered that and talked talked about all the. But Radiant Historia came out, I think, after that. All right. And is a great swan song to the 3DS. I can't. Like I said, my I can't do it. If it was on the mm. Switch, no doubt, I would I would do it. But in May. In May. You're going to be playing a particular RPG. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, yeah. So when I'm done with Trials of Mana, yep. I can jump right into Xenoblade Chronicles. Definitive you know, we edition. We should play Trials of Mana together. Okay. Because it is multiplayer it is a multiplayer game now what i don't know is if it's gonna if it's just local 
yeah. co-op or if there's some online component. Yeah, how, how that multiplayer works is very important. Yeah, if there's some online component to that, that would be tremendous. That would be awesome. I would love that. Yeah. And then I can then you can blame me or I can blame you on making that save file progress so slowly. You're, you're, just hold, you're not going to hold me up. It's not happening. I won't hold you up. You're, you're gonna you're gonna just go right through that game. I'll just tr- blast right through it. Just just no, chew probably it up not. And spit it out. No, there's 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 a lot to that game. I know that. Um, it looks good. Now uh, I've also been playing Dark Side of Genesis. I actually started this game when it first came out, and I was kind of like, you know what? It's not my thing. It's not my thing. And then I got back into it, and I am in deep. You're in deep. I am in deep. They introduce so many new characters, kind of as 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 you're playing. It's kind of like a hub town, hub hub center. It still no loot drop or equipment drop. No, no, they do like something. That. They do something a little different with uh, cores. It's uh, essentially like you you have a skill tree and and you can put these cores to add like damage, um, like ten percent damage or and and do you the be, cores get better. They do get better as right, you. So that's yeah, loot drop. yeah, it is. I guess you can call it loot drop, but it's not always guaranteed as well. I guess, yeah, it's kind of a like. So, say for example, there's a, I, I forget what the enemy is called. Some flea flea ridden enemy. You kill that enemy. Occasionally, you'll get a core, and and you keep collecting these cores. In in your core reaches certain levels and tiers. Once you get to these past these certain tiers, you do more damage. So that's kind of how they they work. Can that you little like bit. merge multiple cores to make a bigger, better core? Um, no. Uh, and uh, I guess how that would make it different from a loot system. Well, how they work that is that in the in the skill tree, um, you where where you put these cores, um, you can either put a, an attack core, a health core, or a something else core. There are three different cores, and if you match the core, you get a, a bonus. So if I put a, an attack core or in in an attack socket, yep. I get a, a passive another passive ability. So it's kind of how how that works. Is there like a lot of sockets in there? There or? are. Yeah, there are. So if you get a a bad core, like like a, a core that is you know let's say you're level twenty mm-hmm. and the core is level one, right? Obviously the starts stats are not that strong. Is it a throwaway item? Do you just I haven't reached that yet point yet. Okay. I, I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't even know. Um, and there really aren't any level ups. There's there's none of that. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no there's no level progression. Good. Um, it's basically you know as you're progressing, your enemies get harder, and that's how you build you build your character. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's what's so wrong with just get better? Yeah. And that's essentially what what it is. You you do gain new skills as as you progress, and uh, yeah, you have to just get better. Yeah, essentially, gain new skills perfectly fine. I love that. Love yeah, that. there's there's no there's no uh, you know strength, yeah. level defense, up. that yeah. sort of stuff. Level ups are thing of the past. Old those the old ways. Yeah, they're not bad. It's just eh, they're boring. Uh, so again, thanks for asking. That's what I've been playing. Um, so let's get into the. He can me- read my mind. Let's get into the news. <laughs> Every time he does that. <laughs> That's um, right there. So Trials of Mana, yeah. uh, new additional gameplay has been shown. Now, here's my thing with Trials of Mana. I, I cannot I cannot wait for this game to come out. Thank you for that. My my biggest issue <laughs> with Trials of Mana, I'm going to ignore that. Um, my biggest issue with Trials of Mana is that 
<laughs> Do we need a break here? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Keep huh. going. All right. My biggest issue with Trials of Mana is that they are showing off yep, we're good. way too much. Yes. Um, I kind of, I mean, there are people that just kind of want to know everything, you know, and that's fine. They just don't, I don't want to know everything. I don't want to be shown everything. Now, if there's new things uh, that isn't in the original, maybe show that off. Like the, I think they've showed it off with the, um, with the seeds. That's a new mechanic. That's fine. You could show that stuff off, but man, you're just showing me everything. Yeah, they are pushing hard. You know, they're showing all the the um, they've shown all the characters. They've shown as far as the different classes that the characters get and what they look like. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to be surprised. Spoil- well, all right, all right. Oh, you don't have to look at any of this stuff. I don't, but I don't have to look at any of this stuff. Here we are. Here we are looking at this stuff. <laughs> It looks cool, though. Man, it looks... Oh, it looks man. Good. It like, looks like, like... The artwork looks good. They are. They did a really good job. It, it's even better than how they first presented it. And when they first presented it, I was thinking, that it's like, yeah, it looks all right. I didn't, I didn't see like the, how good of a remake this would be. Mm-hmm. And now looking at the videos that they're throwing out there now, it's like, wow, they polished this. They kept at it, and they worked it even further. And it looks good. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely cannot wait wait to play this. I I think I think I'm almost at a point where I I just want to just ignore it all at this point. I, I want I want to be surprised when I encounter something different than I haven't been shown. So if you're into it, you can check it out on RP uh, RP Gamer. Uh, they have a nice little article on the new gameplay footage. I think they show off some PlayStation footage, but you know, it's all the same. It's all the same. Yep. So, yeah, Trials of Mana. Yep. Now, next, Grand Guilds. And we've talked about Grand Guilds, Grand Guilds. previously. Um, it's kind of a card-based tactical oh. RPG. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. They, they finally came out with a release date. I think it's March 26th. Ah. And um, I think they polished it up a little bit better. Uh, I, I still think it's going to be something that I, I, I want to get into. So they do have a, like I said, they 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 have a release date now, now they, whereas they didn't have it before. And, um, yeah, it's... It's it's looking all right. The, I, um, you know, there's, there's some, like, the UI eh, doesn't look all that great. But uh, what they're doing here that, that stands out as unique is definitely this uh, tactical style uh, combat system, kind of like a Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Ogre E type of. You're in an arena and you're you're moving uh, amongst the grid. There's some height differential stuff, but the big uh, differential is the fact that your abilities look to be mapped to cards. So right. So there's some probably, sort of deck building. Yeah. You're probably building, I don't know if it's on a per character basis or a per party basis. Like how, what is this deck? Is this a deck that everyone is going to, that all your characters yeah, are going to draw from, or is it going to be individual decks for each character? I think I read that it was for each individual character. That makes more sense to me because what if you draw a card that only your archer can use right. and other stuff? I mean, there's ways around that, but uh, it looks interesting. But at that point, when you are 
only drawing cards from a deck that is for a certain character and you're having multiple characters on a battlefield all at the same time so you're managing multiple decks which is perfectly fine but how big is your hand size going to be for for an individual character and how quickly you're going to go through recycle cards. cards i think what we saw again this is just a, a little bit of footage i think it showed probably like three or four at yeah, a time yeah. uh so whether or not that's enough i'm not entirely sure again we'd have to obviously get our hands on the game and and figure figure that out yeah it's um they have some stats here i see four on the side over here so you see this four cards yep yeah. yeah well the symbol is cards but i have, I have no clue what that symbol yeah. actually means is it the maximum hand size uh is it how many cards you can play during that character's turn uh, so there's like a whole lot of unknowns here, and it looks like the cards themselves, at least at the very top left corner, has a potentially a cost. I don't know what the cost is, like action points or or mana or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's different costs there. The three with the bullseye that looks like a range, so that's pretty simple. Then it has an area effect, does some damage. So all those numbers are listed in there. It's just an ability, but now your abilities are randomized. So what's the point? Of that, they, they haven't shown why having a card-based tactical combat system is going to be interesting. Because well, all I see right now is randomization in my usage of abilities. And I already have limits on ability usage through just having spending a resource, right? Spending mana, spending mm -hmm. skill points, whatever it is, in order to activate that ability. So now you're combining that with randomization. This is a, a strategy, tactical strategy style uh, mechanics in, in, in an RPG setting. Like, why why would I need that? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I could see your point where, you know, if, if you're going into something where you really want to strategize and plan out, having that RNG yeah. kind of stinks, you know. It, it can. It, it Typically, games like this would, they, they include it in order to make uh, it more... The randomization adds a, a more of un, uh, a, a bit of uncertainty mm -hmm. and makes makes it uh, more exciting. Uh, the peaks and valleys of excitement, mm -hmm. uh, because if you're expecting things, then your your peaks and valleys are much shorter because there's uh, a sort of narrower window of of where things could go awry or not awry because you can predict a good deal of it if there's very little randomization but with lots of randomization it makes it very hard to un uh, to predict things and therefore uh the highs and lows the the uh very exciting and very painful things that could happen because of this randomization uh it leads to that type of thing and but it's also got to be managed well i mean if you have does, too yeah. much uh negative mm -hmm. rng i mean it could well, render it almost unplayable you know what i mean well they, they will balance that out on they they will hopefully balance right. it out with the difficulty. So I'm not I'm not necessarily worried about that. I'm just worried about whether this me this mechanic mm -hmm. this this unification of these two different things is going to be worthwhile. My only concern is that they just haven't shown it being worthwhile. Right. Yeah. No. No. I I totally agree. I mean, they've really just shown kind of just yeah. like gameplay, not no explanation, no nothing. So I, I mean, the one thing I can probably see is uh you can acquire cards mm -hmm. and since your character's abilities are tied to the cards uh acquiring a card means a new ability for your character so uh you can sort of enhance your character and change out your build with the cards 
then again, there's like so many other RPGs that already had that where you're equipping uh, certain skills or you are equipping certain items that give you access to certain skills or abilities or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and it's been done in a lot of other games. So. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. There's some uh, some hope and promise there, I think. It looks good. I just, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm keeping a watchful eye. Watchful eye. Watchful eye. Now, here's uh, something that kind of disappointed me a little bit. <laughs> now, if you're a fan of mobile gaming. Um, nope. <laughs> if you were a fan of mobile gaming, you might be happy about this. I uh, was. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is available on smartphones, Android, and iOS. I have it. Yeah. I haven't played it yet, because you know why? Uh, I don't play games on my phone. Yeah. But why did I get it? Because it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I think why you got it is because it's $3. It was just $3. $3. <laughs> Put that exact same thing. Yeah. Now, I, I, now, here's the thing. I, I, I totally understand the mobile market. The mobile market is huge. For whatever reason, unbeknownst to me, I don't know why. It just is. It's a moneymaker. Put that thing on the Switch. Put that exact same thing yeah. on the Switch and... Put it for three dollars. Charge five times the amount. <laughs> we'll still buy it, and people will still buy the we'll game. Still buy it. Charge five. Charge ten times the amount. We'll still buy well, it. Easy, easy. I'm not gonna ten times. But that's only thirty bucks. You wouldn't pay thirty bucks for Symphony of the Night on the Switch. I don't know. I think I twenty would. twenty may be my maximum. Twenty four. It's it's an old game. I mean, I don't still. mind buying the same game over and over again as long as <laughs> I've it's done one it. Of the best games of all time. Yeah, I agree. Oh I agree. wait, last I checked. It's one of the best games of all time. It is a pretty damn good game. Now, uh, come on. Konami, like, yeah. throw us a bone here. Just It's ca- on mobile. <laughs> I'm pretty certain it'll run on the Switch. I, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, you know, it kind of kind of got me in the heart a little bit um, when I when I saw that. And I was just, man, the next step is just mm. is on the Switch, you right? You know what? I'm okay with it because there's already a Castlevania game on the Switch. There's a Castlevania game on the Switch? Yeah, it's called Bloodstain. Well, initially it was not so good. Initially. <laughs> and I didn't play it on Switch. I played it on PS4. Okay. But All right. It's a great game. It is a good game. It, I could see it being a good game. It is great. Okay. I had to give up on it because it just was really? not good for me. Yeah, it did. Have you ever gone back to it? Though? I have not gone back to it. How far did you get in it? Okay. Game? I probably got maybe four. Five hours, seven hours—not too much. Yeah, it's it's about a little bit less than a twenty-hour game. Yeah, so you're you got quarter of the way far. Yeah, quarter. I don't know. I mean, I absolutely love those types of games. So don't get me wrong. It's just I don't know. It just didn't look good. There was some quirkiness to it that needed to be ironed out. It was all ironed out. I mean, right. I think it's been ironed out. I I hope it's been. Ironed Maybe out. I just I just need to get back into it. You should probably like just. Fire it up randomly. Was it a digital download? Yeah. yeah fire up randomly and just see if it plays, Actually, runs, and looks better. I lied. I got the physical version, and you know what? It's you know why it's useless. And I think I've mentioned why it's useless because I gotta read. I gotta. The, the update is the entire game. <laughs> they they had to update it so much. It's basically you know, I'm downloading wow, the really? entire game. Yes. So that physical version I have is useless because there's a game breaking bug in it. So I no matter what I gotta get. I have wow. to update it. Uh, I, I forget what it was, but there was uh, it's uh, a collector's item now. Uh, I guess, but there was uh, there was essentially a uh, not a game breaking bug. It was kind of like a bug where you couldn't progress. I guess you can call it game breaking. 
Either that way. Is, that is definitely game-breaking. I ran into an issue when playing that game, and I thought I was in a game-breaking bug. It was a bug, just not game-breaking. There was a way around it. It's just I, I hit a sequence of events where I was supposed to... It was supposed to, like, streamline your introduction to certain characters and certain events, and I did it out of order. Oh, so I was the game of, didn't like that? Well, I was kind of clueless as to how to progress next because I didn't trigger those events to mm-hmm. connect the dots. That I was supposed to go. Ah, uh, gotcha. That I was like supposed to go like, oh, I should go here. Because the story said so. And exactly. you just did things. So I yeah. got the cutscene that said to do the thing. And then that didn't happen because I went out of order. As you can do in these type of right. games. You would think that, you know, whatever. I don't know. And that was fine. I, I eventually figured it out. It was good. I, I wandered around the castle for like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. But you made it. Yeah, I made it. All right, cool. Um, all right, yeah, Trails of Cold Steel. Um, I, I kind of wanted... Yeah, three. I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit. I actually was able to play this at PAX. They had they had a... Um, NIS America had a... I feel like they only had one screen for this game. Where I, I know there are a ton of people that absolutely adore this game, love this game, and I can see it. I could, I, and I want to see it because it, it looks... I think it looks real. It could be really good. Mm. Now, here's my thing. Um, number one, this is like a direct, directly after Trails of Cold Steel two. So there's therein lies one of my issues. I need to play those. How do I play those games and jump into a third iteration of a game? It just makes no sense to me. But well, from what I understand, the Trials of series is and, and there's uh, a couple of different iterations of it and the cold steel one is more so the 3d iteration mm-hmm. of the franchise and is and is its own standalone thing but if i understand it correctly this team likes to have these big immersive well thought out worlds that continue uh as the sequels get cranked out and i believe the 2d um the sprite based characters it might have been sprites in a 3d world but those versions of tri- uh, of trials of something uh, uh not cold steel but of something else or something like that those had this big giant world that was very continuous uh very epic uh but very elaborate and continued the story so you had to play the previous ones in order to play that one mm-hmm. is that the same thing with with this iteration of the trials series uh legend of heroes I, i'm i'm not i'm not entirely sure i i do know that it's a, almost a direct continuation of right. trails of cold steel 2 before i put my foot in, in my mouth you would never I, I want to make sure that it's called the tr- the legend of heroes series and not the trials of series. the tra- trails of yeah trails of yeah. well here's another thing this is kind of really what i wanted to talk about um like I said, they only had one Switch playing this game. It did not look good. It looked like it didn't look HD at all. It looked like it was not running well at all. Uh, in what way? Uh, frame rate? Resolution? Resolution. Uh, it okay. looked blurry. Ooh. It looked blurry to me. Was it on screen or on handheld? On the screen. I did... I. Did see somewhere, read somewhere that it looked better playing handheld, which again makes sense. Yeah. But when you, man, when you put that thing on a on a screen, on like a like a, a monitor or whatever, it just looked bad. 
it didn't look at all good at all. And this is the version we're getting. I'm kind of kind of disappointed. And and I thought this was like a big big release for them. And to have only one or two, I think maybe booths or uh, you know places to play this. It's just I don't know. I don't I don't feel like they're behind it at all either. Yeah, that sounds disappointing. So uh, the franchise is called Legend of Heroes. Uh, the Legend of Heroes, colon, and then some subname. So there's uh, Trials of Cold Steel, which are the more recent iterations. There Trails. Is, uh, <laughs> Trails <laughs> of Cold Steel. There's also Trails in the Sky, which I believe is the one I was talking about that was more fantasy-based world. Um, and then there's there's some other ones. Uh, it Apparently, the franchise is pretty old, too. It goes back to 1989. Holy cow. Uh, or so says... Wikipedia. Obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, I, like I said, I just wanted to mention that. It's just prepare yourself for disappointment if you're in for it. it unless resolution's not a big deal for you, it just doesn't look good to me. But check out uh, Trials in the Sky because that one was. Trails. The, trails. <laughs> trails in the Sky because that was the. Um, I, do re- I do recall that one. Because that was when I was looking at. Uh, uh, for the Steam releases of, mm-hmm. of the game, and those were getting really good reviews. Yeah. They reviewed well, and as I was reading people's descriptions of the game, of the story, and, and, and the mechanics, it seemed very interesting. Like that big immersive world that they're going through. Now, to see it going from there, uh, a, yeah, 3D world. Oh, okay, it wasn't, oh, it is. Is that 2D sprites? Uh, looks almost the way the shading is. It almost looks 3D. Yeah, I think it might be like pre-rendered 3D Maybe. models mm-hmm. that are that have been then added as sprites. But yeah, this is this is the game I was looking at talking about from before because it looks like an interesting thing. It looks like it's a, call me a sucker, but this looks like it's the art style of uh, Ogre Battle 64 characters oh, no. in here, uh, or at least the method that they piece it all together so it looks it looks interesting uh and then to see it go from this iteration which is a older version Mm -hmm. to the 3d one right but it looks like they lost so much because this the the environment looks full here whereas trails in in the sky was a more of what you expect traditional big grandiose uh adventure rpg experience whereas the one that we were looking at the Cold Steel. Cold Steel was, I don't know, more like Dungeon Crawler. Yeah. And less uh, filled with yeah. interesting yeah, it's a little, stuff. It's a little different. Um, just, I wish, I, I don't know if they're going to have a demo for it, but I don't know. It just didn't impress me where I was, I was, I thought I was going to be impressed with the amount of talk that this game got. But yeah. anyway, um, moving on, more news. Again, this is a little bit. Now we're getting into the crux of everything. Yeah. So Reggie, Reggie feels Ami. Um, the Reginator. The Reginator. Yeah. He's joining GameStop board of directors. What is, what is he doing there? He's is he saving is, a company? Okay. Is he trying to save the company? Now he. This is his thing, right? This is his um, his bread and butter. I just thought he was just done with everything. You know, he's just going to teach yeah. a few classes, retire. But he's back. He's back into the video gaming world. He's on the GameStop board of directors. Now he's obviously trying. He's going to help them somehow, some way. I, I, I mean, what, what do you what do you see him well, so doing there? Before uh, 
this news, um, and I think it was probably going back like a year and a half or maybe two years ago, uh, when GameStop start to where their stocks start to tank mm-hmm. uh start closing stores and it started closes yeah things like oh well, uh, that was probably about three years ago but then things really started to get bad about two years ago or a year and a half ago uh and it's just beginning worse and worse and worse but what they've been saying is they've been changed they want to change their direction and turn these stores yes they're shut down a bunch of stores but they wanted to turn them into sort of a place where gamers can get together hangouts Hangouts, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, so when they, with that in mind, seeing them pick out Reggie makes sense to me because Reggie is someone who likes to uh, relish in, in the celebration of gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this seems like a really smart, very good play. It gives the good feels. For me, it definitely gives the good feels because everyone loves Reggie. Who doesn't right. like Reggie? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's like a teddy bear. And and it seems like it's the right person mm-hmm. to, mat, to align with that type of direction that GameStop mentioned that they wanted to go into. Seems like this is the right person to take them forward in that direction. Right. Now, will that work? Will that direction work? Would I mean, I'll tell you what. It wouldn't work for me, and I'll tell you why. Because what brings me to places are, are is the art of the deal, basically. So whoever has the, the, the least expensive price is yeah. getting my business, wherever that is. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not the, I'm not the, I'm an older gamer. I hate that word, but yeah. I'm an older person who plays video games, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the type of person who's going to go to a GameStop to hang out and say, "Hey there, fellow kids." You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just not that kind of person. Well, so that I'm not their target audience. Well, here's the thing: it's not, it's not that type of GameStop. It's different. There's couches, right? There's screens. There's uh, a refrigerator. There's refreshments. There's a snack table, mm-hmm. right? There's tournaments being held. There's a uh, you know uh, Friday night smash it up right. Okay. There's, there's events going on on a day to day basis. That's how I would envision. There's events right. going on on a day to day basis. Uh, there's no gaming whatsoever. Just a bunch of people theater style watching a big screen of some major esports event. Right. Right. The next StarCraft tournament is on the big screen. It's like everyone get together. We're gonna watch you know. We'll have it on a projector and just kind of our event room. Some some pro Zerg player win again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean maybe maybe something like that would would bring me there. But like I said, I I think I think that the target audience for something like that is probably a little bit younger um, than what I am, and maybe I'm wrong in that. I hope I'm wrong in that because I'd like to see something like that thrive. I think something like that, especially for, you know, uh, for these young kids, I think that would be awesome. A cool place to hang out. If it's not your buddy's house, why wouldn't it be there? But but also it's if you ever, I mean, it could spawn more multiplayer centric games or local multiplayer centric gaming. And that's what I was going to, I was actually going to mention that uh, because he's from the Nintendo world or at least his latest um, time being with Nintendo. Nintendo was all about that. Oh, yeah. They were all about couch co-op games or, you know, being together, being active yeah. together. Whereas a lot of uh, Sony and Xbox, it's all online I, interactions. I would struggle to count on on just one hand how many exclusive PlayStation or exclusive 
you know, Microsoft games were, you know, had local co-op or, or local multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, the last ones I remember playing, again, I was more Xbox. I, do, I did play a lot of Halo uh, split screen. But it, right, but the last few iterations of Halo are not split screen. No, they're not. They got rid of it. Or at least Halo Five was not split screen. They got rid of it there. I don't know if it was on Halo Four. They got rid of it. Uh, no, I think it was in Four. I think it was so in Four. Five, yeah. So they got rid of it in Five. All right, that's yeah. one. Right. I know, but still, they're not. Halo is not really known for being a couch car. It's more for their no, online. Absolutely, it is. I think it's more for their online experience. It is for along that, with Destiny and all right. those other games. But the single player campaigns. Uh, oh the yeah, 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 Campaign plane mm-hmm. that was that was there from day one. The yep. first Halo yep. game had that. But uh, once again, that's just one game, mm-hmm. one exclusive. Whereas Nintendo, you can easily count. They launch with multiplayer local co op games, right? Like, look at the Wii U and what that launched. With. Right, Mario Odyssey co-op game uh, i mean yeah, it's not the clips right was a yep. co-op game but on the wii u they they launched with a nintendo world right mario 3d world no, was... no, no nintendo world oh yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and that was a multi weird yeah <laughs> multiplayer game right right uh just purely you know multiplayer local you had to be there yeah one person was on gamepad everyone else is on a wii controller so i mean how much of an impact did he have getting a lot of that together i don't i don't know he was definitely there during the wii u era yeah. so maybe he you know gamestop sees him has a unifying force of gamers and, and that's what they're using him for yeah yeah i will see how it goes all right so <laughs> first up what i'm gonna slap and indicate that we are going to put things on pause, pause. and i'll change the battery okay makes sense <laughs> um so back into the rumor mill yeah. um and we mentioned that there's a recent one this is a recent one, and I think I give this one a lot more credence because I think a lot of bigger um, bigger names or bigger uh, people are behind this one, is that there's going to be an Indie Direct for next week, Yep. and then the following week, uh, an actual Nintendo Direct. Yep. As says the rumors, as reported by Gematsu, and Gematsu apparently is reporting it based on VentureBeat. So, like I said, there's a lot of credence behind this one here, and and I there there were there's been many rumors about it upcoming direct, and essentially they were saying it back in February. Now here's the they thing: they were saying it back in January, right? Even then, yeah. But I I think I think what's been happening is that this 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 health concern that's going on, yeah. uh, especially out there um, in Asia, it's just been pushing things back and delaying things. And people are all sort of, they're just working outside of their norms there. They're not in their studios. They're not in their offices anymore. They're just kind of everywhere at the point. Nintendo earlier said that their employees can work from home. Right. But I mean, which is, I mean, everyone would love to work at home. I would love to work at home. It's just, it's not the same. I mean, you can't really, it's, it, it, uh, there's group meetings right. become mm-hmm. difficult. I'm not saying that you can't do meetings. Difficult. Or work home, but it, everything is just challenge. to sort of coordinate because you're adjusting and the, the, uh, what's the word? The, uh, the newness mm-hmm. and the interruption, the very quick interruption that, that, that this virus has sort of, uh, done to just the world in general it's disrupted a whole lot of things, and people were caught off guard. Right. Yeah, and I, I like I mentioned, I do believe that this was going to happen a lot earlier. Just stuff happened. 
obviously. We, we both did. We were both banking on some sort of February thing. But we did get a February direct. It just happened to be Animal Crossing. Yeah. Not for me. Oh, that was, that was exciting. <laughs> exciting for you. Not for me. Um, a lot of cool stuff in the Animal Crossing. Direct. Now, here's another thing that leads into why I think, why I said what I said as far as this was supposed to happen earlier. There was also news with Lego, a partnership with Lego uh, and Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in their advertising, uh, mentioned something about a direct. I forget. I forget the exact wording, but it's. I think it mentioned just like you saw th- in the direct or something I think it was to on that their fact. Website. Whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I got so. What was it? I watched a video from Player Essence that brought that up. Okay. And mentioned that it was, I think it was the website that posted. It that, was like in small print that, or hey, whatever. Coming on, on the Nintendo Direct or, or said that it was, that this information was Follow. more details. Right. We're in a Nintendo Direct, a following Direct or whatever. Right. So this led me to believe that that came in an in an announcement yeah. in a nintendo direct which hasn't happened so again things got mush, pushed back delayed all that sort of stuff hopefully this is true and i think this is true i think we'll uh we'll have something it's it's bound to happen. it's been so long since there's been a direct a a non-indie direct there was that the last indie direct was also you know, shockingly, uh, a long time now. We've known that one was sooner than right. the Nintendo Direct one. The last indie one was, what, December, right? Right. And it's been a while, and typically they could go through more indie directs uh, because there's just way more indie games sure. available for them to choose from, whereas uh, the bigger, robust Nintendo Directs, we understand. But it's been half a year? Um, probably. I think it's been half a year. Maybe even more, because I think the last Nintendo Direct was E3. No, it was September. It was September. Was it September? <laughs> it was September. Okay. I thought it was, it was E3. September or October, but it was, I'm pretty sure it was September. Oh, uh, it's been a long... It's been too long. Yeah. It's been way too long. Because the last one was... They showed off Witcher. And that wasn't E3. I believe that was an E3. Okay. It was either Witcher or uh, Divinity. One of those two games was not announced during the e3 presentation okay and was part of the september october whatever that was yeah okay all right although i could be wrong i mean i'm ex- i'm just as, as excited to see this uh indie direct as well so yeah. but yeah hopefully that's uh that's coming true oh we- oh so do we open up with this title or do we open up with just the fact that this is what just happened um, we, we can talk about, uh, go, go ahead. Combine the two? Combine the two. All right. Uh, you've probably heard this. <laughs> I, I think, I think everyone has heard it this at this the point. news that shocked the world, uh, and it's due to our favorite neighborhood friendly, uh, coronavirus. Uh, E3 has been canceled. Canceled. Ouch. Yeah. Um, Ouch. I had just, not just gotten it, but I had been, cause I was, I was on the, on the fence of going. Okay. Yeah. Um, number one, it needed to line up with some personal stuff at home. Like my wife is also going on some sort of thing with her school and stuff. So it kind of needed to line up with that. She said, if it doesn't line up with that, I could go soon as I got that. I'm like, all right, let's do some research. Let's look up flights, look up places to stay the next day. This happens. Yeah. Yeah. And thank, and I'm actually thankful it happened when it did, because otherwise I would have had to cancel stuff. It would have been a nightmare, but well, a, a lot of people were wondering because uh, GDC got canceled. Mm-hmm. 
there are other events, big events that are getting canceled left and right. Uh, South by South yep. West mm-hmm. uh, getting canceled, and uh, the E3 what was the ESA committee went on record multiple times uh, in weeks, days prior, saying that oh, you know, we're still doing it. Full full steam ahead and all that. Right. And today, that was that was the final the final bit. They canceled it. And there's, I believe, Microsoft has already said that they're going to a bunch do something yeah. uh, video it, or virtual oriented. Yeah, some digital sort of thing. I mean, it, it it makes sense, right? They they everyone has the ability to do it. It's it's a lot less expensive. This is going to be the Nintendo Direct for for the e. The E3 Direct. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. The C3 is going to be a Nintendo Direct style across all the different companies. But here's the thing, though. With with E3, it's... Yeah, it's awesome to see any new releases, new announcements. But that's not all it's about. It's actually... Initially, it was more about publishers, developers, all these people behind the scenes getting together, showing products off, selling products, things things of that nature, collaborating all sort, all the things that we see, all that that are not we see, all things that are done behind the scenes, are no longer going to be. I mean, that's still kind of possible in this day and age to kind of, I guess, you know, we can Skype meetings, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But to have like face to face meetings, that's what kind of E three was initially for. Yeah, and then it kind of turned into what it turned into. But now that is that aspect is no longer there. So. E3, it's going to hurt a lot of people. Yeah, E3 has always been a blast to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting into like the thick of things, being there, I've never experienced. You have. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced. But it also didn't seem like I wanted to experience that type of stuff because I would miss out on things. Right. right. Just from PAX East, right? I missed out on so much PAX I was there. I right. Was you there. were there and you still missed all out. four days I was there and I still missed out on pretty much all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is a different experience. I think um, being there, yeah, as, as opposed to watching it, um, yeah. it, it's like I said, it's just it's very very different. Yeah, my my big concern is that when because I do that whole week of E three, it's it's like a celebration for me. I I make sure that all right, it's now Saturday, time to not watch EA's presentation. Right, hey, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Sunday, time to watch everyone. Yeah, it was almost like like sit down viewing. Like yeah. you knew when things were gonna happen, and you were kind of prepared for it. Yeah, last year, you know, Sunday, I believe Sunday night was Bethesda. I'm like, all right, let's see Bethesda apologize for all the <laughs> problems that they messed up, and uh, oh, they didn't. Interesting. Right. So. Uh, it's just going to be different. We're going to all deal, have to have the uh, the digital kind of, uh, which is fine. Yeah. I, I think that's just as easy as a just to as a spectator, you know, just to watch that stuff. Well, if I just hope the coordination's there, because I still want that, you know, one week right. less than one week's time frame of just diving into the, like all consuming all of this information. Now, because there is no physical. E3, there's probably going to be less information mm-hmm. altogether and potentially more condensed. The opportunity to sort of uh, condense that information into a more easily digestible format, right? We don't have to wait for people to walk across stage, right. talk about something, and maybe things go wrong. <laughs> things go wrong. Or, you know, the, 
You don't need the whole show either. Like exactly. PlayStation had done in the past with some, oh, uh, some Just Dances or whatever. Or the terrible interludes that they did. Yeah. Oh, they had that. Yeah, the experimental thing they did. Uh, what game was it? Was it was it Sekiro that they no, did no, that one? They, they did their whole... Their last E3 presentation was four major games. Right, and they all went like... The Last of Us, it was the Ghost of Tsushima. That's what it was, yep. Um... Spider-Man, I think? I don't know. But I remember it was like some sort of experimental thing where everybody had to get up and move and like go to a different place and whatnot. Oh, no. It was uh, Death Stranding. I forgot what the fourth one was, though. I don't know. Forgettable for me. Uh, Death Stranding and one other one. But you're right. I think if they were to do it in some sort of fashion where it's in the same time frame as E3 and yeah. just kind of... Yeah. See that, but that's kind of a hard thing to do too. So they're all gonna fight for times and when to do things. You know, I want mine prime time. All this baloney. They're still gonna have to fight for that. Yeah, so it's just gonna take a lot more coordination to yeah, do something and like that. Is the ESA going to? I mean, if I were the ESA, I would continue to talk to each of these companies that are supposed to be there. Right? I'm the ESA. I just canceled it, but I don't want to let go of control over this this uh calendar ev- important industry event mm-hmm. so what i would do is i would coordinate with each with each of them and say we're going to do it virtual style send us your recordings and we will highlight it and present it in a way uh in an organized way as well so that no one steps on each other's right. toes and we can have countdowns to the next major production and we can sectionalize uh in between each major press event we can uh we can pad that out by showing individual longer form game Game demos and play sessions Mm -hmm. right and you can then take e3 which was pretty much a non-stop uh you know 10 12 hour long days of footage from all sorts of stuff and continue that same format but not have the whole physicalness of it being there, it just becomes kind of like a channel that you turn right. into. Right. Uh, I, I, television channel for all those of you who are too young for that. <laughs> I, I think something like that, you know, obviously they'd have to change their mindset, their mind frame, but that would be yeah. greatly appreciated and I think could be done. I don't see why not. Because the industry still needs that E3 spotlight. Yeah. You know, whether it's E3 or something else, but it, having that big giant spotlight on all of these companies sharing all of their major information uh, and celebrating all of these things all at the same time. That is very important. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully the industry can work together nicely for for a pseudo E3. Just a week, guys. Just a week. Yeah. Just give us, you know, don't don't spread it across a month. Right. It well, yeah, it doesn't need to be a marathon, right? I'm fine with two weeks. But more than that, that's a little bit too yeah, that, stretch. Yeah, that's too much because... I know people who would take days off and and whatnot just to yeah, to, yeah. to do this. That's what I. That's, that's what, what I, you did. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do. So I mean, like this is a big deal. This is, is really a big, big deal. deal. It's, it's, and it's just fun. Like you wake up in the morning, it's like yes, this is you know E three day two. It's like right. all right, time to see all this awesome mm-hmm. stuff. So like you had mentioned, GDC cancel, obviously E three, uh, South by Southwest, and then you have Gamescom coming up yeah. uh, over in Europe. Well, like what are they like all the eyes are on them now. Yeah, like what are you guys gonna do? And Nintendo commented on E three's cancellation and you know we're we're we have their comment in front of it. We're not gonna read it out, but I think an interesting part about 
the last bit of their comment is that uh, you know they're talking about industry events for the foreseeable future may be unattainable. Right. So it you know this isn't this is not going to be the last major game industry event that's going to be impacted. Like I mentioned, game, uh, game, uh, Gamescom. There's Gamescom there's a lot of them. E3, and that's that's even bigger. Mm-hmm. That one's definitely canceled. They haven't mentioned it yet, but it's. It, oh, you know what they did do? I overheard this on uh, kind of funny. What's that? Uh, they are today. They opened up uh, ticket purchases. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no. At on the same day that E3 was like. Well, I mean, E3 had had um, uh, made ticket purchases available as well. Yeah. Uh, but, like a few weeks ago. But I'm Gamescom. Right. I'm about to do this ticket purchase stuff, and then I hear E3 people are just canceling because of the virus. Mm-hmm. And, and the I'm virus like, is probably. Ahead. Just keep going. And the virus is probably more prevalent, I would say, over over there too. It's potentially closer i mean it's closer to italy which is having a big heck of a time dealing with that well gamescom is in what germany right? germany so that is far enough away from italy i mean we're an ocean away (laughs) it's still it's affecting us you know yeah well it's affecting new york pretty good yeah how is it i heard boston's starting to pick up on some uh... yep uh uh, massachusetts just declared a state of uh, emergency yep so yeah it's it's hitting it's hitting everyone we're all gonna have to deal with this, unfortunately. Until the summer, and then it's probably gonna die. Yeah, out. hopefully the you know the more sunlight, the better temperatures will sun and temp kill this thing off. That's basically it. Now that's what we're hoping for. Now, here, well, that's what I was just <laughs> to say. If this thing continues to thrive in warmer temperatures, uh, it's gonna be a major, major problem. Sun. Trust well, in the sun. Yeah, definitely trust in the sun. And uh, we are getting way off topic Ooh, here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was, uh, I forget what college or university uh, it was. Oh, I'd have to look. Uh, but they did already develop a vaccine for this particular strain. Um, but the problem is, is there, there are a lot of regulations tied to this. Yeah. Uh, so it could be like another year before you start seeing vaccines readily available. So, I mean, like I said, they, they're, they're definitely on it. It's just... Like I said, these regulations and red yeah. tapes and all this stuff. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be catching because I think I don't know. Sad to say, I think we're all going to catch it. I mean, yeah. You don't. You don't want to catch it early. You want to catch it like later on next year. Way later. <laughs> uh, next, year? Uh. next year. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want any of it. I don't want anything. All right, so we already skipped through this one. Yeah, we we did mention E3 canceled. So we're kind of on. Did we mention that E3 so, was canceled? Mm, yeah, E3 canceled, E3's canceled E3's guys. Canceled, yeah. uh, Level five announces a new Yokai Watch game for the Nintendo Switch. Hey, hey, for those people who like Yokai watches. Yeah, Yokai Watch Four was on Switch. Did it release here in the states yet? I th- I want to say yes. Yokai, because that game graphically it looked good. It looked like the anime to me. Yeah. But they announced another one, and it is a uh, JRPG, for certain, made by people who, you know. That's all they do. Level yeah. 5, right? That's all they do. That's all they do. I was, I was going to look that up, but I'm pretty certain it was uh, it was already released. Yeah, they did uh, the Nino Kuni, right? Level 5, the yep. same people made Nino Kuni. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, so. yep. So, yeah, that's what they do. It's what they do. So another one has been announced for the Switch. So Nino Kuni Five or Yokai Watch Five? Five, five, four, five. 
Was four the last one, or is five going to be the middle? Oh, they didn't give it a name. Did they give this it a name? This game is titled Yokai Watch Jam. They did give it a name. Yokai Academy. Yokai Academy Y. Why? I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. This Yokai thing totally escapes me. I don't understand the naming convention. It's Pokemon, but with ghosts. I totally this the the whole thing just just I I can't even wrap my brain around what Yokai Watch is doing. And they're like I said, they're naming conventions. They just totally screw me up. (laughs) Totally. Like so again, I'm just gonna say this again. the The game is titled Yokai Watch Jam Yokai Academy Y. I don't know. You Yokai people, you guys. School me, please. I think they they just have a contest to see how many like obnoxious game titles, like how how obnoxious their their game title can get in in Japan. I don't understand it. Hey, whatever. It's like a challenge. Right? It's a it's a challenge. It's, and, it's... Then, and, then, and then they have like the sales numbers, and then whoever has like the most ridiculous title with the sales numbers to back it up. There's an aggregate scores here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, you would kind of wanted to mention some uh, some Famitsu scores. Yeah, so review scores came out. I think the two to note is Animal Crossing, which comes out very soon on the Switch. Got a thirty-eight out of forty. That's pretty dang good. That is pretty dang good. That is a nine point five on average. Uh, two reviews were nines. Two reviews were perfect tens. So, nice. Uh, Animal Crossing gonna be good potentially, according to Famitsu and. Right. Uh, Neo 2, which I am a fan of the Neo series, got straight nines. Uh, that just came out or is about to come out this week. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. That's uh, the PlayStation the, world. Well, the first one was awesome, except for the story. The second one, I'm expecting to be awesome, except for the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, the combat's where that game is at, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Diablo-style loots. Loots. Loot oh, I gotta love those. Is it random loot drops? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's random. It's got, you know, you get the purples and the oranges. Oh, nice. It's nice seeing those colors, isn't it? And it has a forging system where you can take, like, your old sword and you master it. So the more you use it, you master it. And then once mastered, you can then, like, reforge it into a better sword using other swords or, like, add it to an existing better sword. I can't, I can't, afford, cool. I can't afford a PlayStation 4 right now, so uh, could you please stop? Thanks. I, I do want a PlayStation 4. Neo, Neo's, Neo's good. The story is awful. So my shopping list is a 3DS with a capture card. Yep. <laughs> and, a and a PlayStation 4. 4. <laughs> I can't believe you went this entire generation without a PS4. I did. That is crazy. I did. I did pretty, you know. I went Xbox One, yep. Xbox One X. Oh. And the, yeah, Yep. Oh. Scorpio Edition. Oh. Um, and then the Switch. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. I put my money into Xbox Thanks a lot, Microsoft. Where am I? Where are my exclusives? Anyway, um, so we have some. <laughs> yeah, they're non-existent. Um, so, would you like a remake of Final Fantasy V done in the same graphical engine as Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yeah, you would like that. You I know- would like all the Final Fantasies pre ten to to be done that way. Okay. I wouldn't want them all done that way. Yeah, probably not one or two <laughs> or three. But there is a gentleman um, out there that would like to see Final Fantasy V done in the same fashion as Final Fantasy VII Remake. He is the producer of Final Fantasy VII Remake and also the producer of almost every single Final Fantasy game. Since five. Since five out yeah. there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, the oh, what is his name? Is uh, uh, Yoshinori. Yoshi- 
Kitase. So this gentleman would, and he was also the, I guess he was the, the, his baby or his initial game was Final Fantasy V. Yeah, the first Final Fantasy game he worked on. Yeah, so five. so it has a lot more meaning to him uh, to to have this that game redone in the same graphical engine. Yep. Um, and yeah, who knows? Maybe he's got something working on the side. And it was just, again, this was more of a personal thing for him. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't but really think they're working on that on the side. But the, the important part is the question because the question was, hey, uh, big, giant, uh, famous, you know, lead producer person who's not only worked on Final Fantasy, worked on Chrono Trigger. Oh, t- and, yeah. And a bunch of uh, uh, the Of Mana series, mm-hmm. like a bunch of other stuff. Like this dude, uh, this dude worked on a whole bunch of stuff. If you like Square Enix, you like this guy specifically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they asked him if you could have the budget, the resources that you had in Final Fantasy VII Remake what would you do? So it wasn't necessarily what Final Fantasy game would you right. do. It was what what is the next game? He you could have said Tr- Chrono Trigger. Yeah, could have said Chrono Trigger remake, right? I don't know how happy that would make people, to be honest with you, because I think people really like. Uh, it do- that's one of those games that you don't touch it. Doesn't need to be right remade. So, but what, what did he say? He said Final Fantasy V. Final Fantasy V. And because it was the first one. Right. So this is kind of his, his love child. His, his, his yeah. kind of a baby. Uh, would I want that, though? No. And you know why? Because it's not on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they, if they tweak that engine to run on Switch, that would be great. If they tweaked it a lot, because I don't see it running on the Switch. Wait, is that engine running on Unreal? It could be. I mean, if it's Unreal, then. Unless it's its own engine. It might be its own thing. I'd have to look they it up. They were not... working on their own engine for a bit. I think Final Fantasy 13 and 15, or 15 specifically, was its own engine, and then they abandoned it. To grab Unreal? I could and see them... Switch to Unreal? I don't know. I could see them working on their own. I'd have to look it up. Mm. I could see them working on their own engine, to or be maybe, honest with maybe you. Maybe they went full steam ahead with that engine, and then for Final Fantasy VII Remake, they abandoned using that engine and went to Unreal. Because Final Fantasy VII, when you look at it, it looks like an Unreal Engine style game. And the way you can tell is the particle system. When it you is. see those, those like tons of particles, very vibrant and glowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, using Unreal Engine 4 to develop Final Fantasy VII Remake. So there's a... You're telling me there's a chance. Boom. Boom. There is a chance, right? Because Unreal Engine runs on Switch. Kind of. Like a champ. <laughs> like a slow champ. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess there's that possibility, but I really don't see it happening. Yeah, that's, that's a far shot. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? What else yeah. we got? We got Platinum. Oh. Platinum Games want to do what? They, other genres? They want to make games from other genres. They want to make pinball games, guys. Yes. They're going to make some pinball games. Very action-y pinball games. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. With huge combo systems. Or racing games. Racing games? Yeah, they'll do some racing games. Uh, but what I, you and I would really love to see them do is more RPGs. Yeah. Now, you and I were talking before this. Uh, Astral Chain is v- almost, I it's mean. It's almost an RPG. Might as well be, right? Yeah, I, you know, if someone called an RPG, I would not correct them at all because I kind of agree uh, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. It is an RPG. So it's in their, I guess it's in their DNA. They could easily, easily do that. And it would obviously be probably over the top action-y like they 
typically they, yeah, do. Yeah, they would probably still have those elements. Or they could do like something completely weird and do kind of like what From Software did with that VR game. And just do like this weird adventure style point and click adventure game. Let's let's not have them go that way. <laughs> Maybe like the exact. I'm trying to think like exact opposite. Yeah, totally off the deep end. Like that would be a racing game. I could. could they would do. A racing's action, point and click adventure. Oh uh, yeah, right. That's a little a story of a, a, a visual novel. <laughs> I could see them doing F Zero. Oh my goodness! Couldn't you see them? It's got that same flashy vibe, you know. A lot of their I games would, have that. I would love for them to do F Zero. If they could do F Zero, I would love. It. Here's the thing, though. They're they're I'd par- love anyone to do F Zero. Is is that an, ex- a Nintendo exclusive? Yes. Are they still in that now that they're with yeah. Tencent? That's not a problem, though. Okay. They, they've they've already Astro given- Chain is a Nintendo exclusive. I understand that, right. but now now that they were their post ten cent acquisition, right? But they already had uh, uh, Platinum work on Star Fox, Star Fox Zero. Okay. For the Wii U. Right, but what I'm saying is now that they're they're they can publish their own games. Right, right. What they're inclined to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now they can just put do, out for whatever. Do they want to work on other? platforms or do they want to start making their own ips mm-hmm. i would say that they'd probably want to make their own ips as there is a par shot uh, i tried yeah i tried for you no i hope so for nothing <laughs> but i can Don't bring up that name in vain but i could see them like that seems like a game that they would do maybe they will do some sort of like space racer type of thing who knows that'd be great who knows It'll be the, uh, the F-Zero that you, do you, you always do wanted. you think they would do a first-person shooter of any sort? I hope not. Because that is that is sort of like the... Um, when I think Japanese-developed games, the first thing that comes to mind is not that. It's not that at all. <laughs> not that at all. I can't even think of a single Japanese-developed game that was a first-person shooter. Mir- oh, Mirror's Edge? Is that a... No, that's EA. That's EA, okay. Mirror's Edge? Mirror's Edge. It's not even a shooter. <laughs> is there even a, a first-person shooter that is developed in Japan? There has to there be. There has to be. There has to be, right? It's not probably a mobile game. <laughs> it's probably mobile or probably not good. Yeah, right, right. Oh, man, wow. We, we it's like the Achilles heel. You know, if I was Platinum, I'd, I'd see that as a, as a potential opportunity. It's a challenge. A challenge. There you go. Yeah. You can't say it's Metroid. You know what? It is such a challenge because Metroid Prime 4 was supposed to be that, and they failed. Uh, and they had to go to the Western developers, OG Retro. Oh, boy. Maybe they're working. You know, they have they have this DNA, this Metroid 4 DNA that they were working on. They're just going to totally shift it into their own thing. It's going to be some sort of sci-fi first-person thing. Who? Uh, Platinum. Oh, Platinum wasn't working on that. That was, oh. that was Namco, I believe. Oh, okay. Was um, assisting. It was Nintendo internal right. with assistance from a couple of other uh, companies. Yeah, I don't and remember I think who Namco it was. Namco was partially assisting in that. I don't know. Well, We're oh. like speculating so hard. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX for the Nintendo Switch. It's out. It's out. It got reviewed. It got reviewed. By and, a bunch of places. And then... It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, there is a demo out if you're interested in seeing what it's like. Uh, it's incredibly boring. Um, <laughs> I, at least that was my impression of it when I played it. Just 
it, I didn't play it. It I was didn't need to. It was okay. Yeah. And and it, and and that's basically what you're seeing out there for scores. You're re, out of ten, you're getting sixes and sevens. So right. it's okay. Back to more exciting stuff. What? Platinum. Uh, we're doing this platinum again. Yeah. You keep bringing them up. <laughs> They're good. They're okay. Astral Chain will change your mind. I know. I do. I told you I was waiting for a deep sale. I missed on the deep sale, and now I'm kicking myself, and I'm waiting for another deep sale on Astral Chain. You can borrow my copy. I'm done. Oh, okay. That sounds good, too. I'll do it. You right. better bring it back, though. Oh, well, well you, you don't know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Platinum Games would like to re- release their 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 latest um, of the Platinum 4. This is their latest... The latest original game that they announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Project GG. Project GG. They even have like a nice little trailer to it. And if you watch this, you can see, and I, I mentioned this before, way back when, when I was like, oh, uh, I believe Platinum was formed by the people of the Capcom 5. I, yes. I was right. Yes, was you're definitely right. absolutely right. right. Uh, so ex-members of the Capcom 5 studios, whatever, Beautiful Joe in particular, and how I mentioned Beautiful Joe and Wonderful 101, there's something there, a connection. And then, lo and behold, this is it. <laughs> uh, there is a connection there. It was done by the same uh, people uh, or same higher-ups or directors or what have you. And now they're taking that sort of aesthetic, that feel, and this is their next iteration of superhero-style action game called Project GG. And it's... Uh, it's Ultraman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it looked like Ultraman to me. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if it's actually Ultraman. I don't think it's actually Ultraman. It's probably its own unique IP thing. But but, but there was no gameplay. It was it was a cinematic type of trailer in game maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe probably. It could. It looked like it could have used some in game assets. But yeah, it's uh. You know, there is some big robo stuff going on, very superhero-esque, with kaiju. Very much kaiju. And, you know, Platinum Games, right? Action-oriented, kaiju-style combat games. Sign me up. Sign me up. Yep. It's Godzilla Wars. Yeah. This looks good. And that looks like Ultraman right there. But it's it's kind of like take Ultraman and Beautiful Joe and combine the two together with kaiju. And Power Rangers. Project GG Agogo. And Agogo is also a nice wink and and tip of the hat to uh, Beautiful Joe. There you go. And if I could throw the, uh, I think. Easy, we're not doing gang symbols here. Well, I think that's Beautiful Joe, right? Henshin Agogo, baby? I Something don't know. Like that. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I hope you're not flashing signs out there that no, I don't. I'm not okay. Flashing signs. I think I got the hand symbol correct. <laughs> I could be off on a couple fingers, but oh boy, it's something like that. Oh, uh, we we're in trouble. We are in trouble. Well, you can edit it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna blur the the entire thing out. But the entire thing. It, now I have to pull up the hench and the go go. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we 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 don't we don't have to do that. So can can we get off the. Uh, can we get off the Platinum Games discussion? We are off the Platinum we've, Games discussion. It's we've gone. dedicated single episodes to Platinum Games, and yeah. and now they've been in the news all way right, too much. Right. Let's talk about something that we don't typically talk about whatsoever uh, and give the spotlight to this last little tiny yeah. nugget in here. Uh, so we, we barely, I don't think we've ever talked about this game, a game called Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, I never heard of it. Um, their developer, Intelligent Systems, has silently been growing. Yeah, I mean, indie developers are typically pretty silent. 
I do you consider them indie? Well, I don't know if I would. That's see, that's they, a very big staff there. They only have uh, 169 employees. Yeah, that's not indie. <laughs> <laughs> that is not indie no, at not all. Indie. So, uh, I don't want to go back to 2011. I think that's just way way too far. Well, what the growth is, uh, and that's that's very promising that they've been growing, mm-hmm. and uh, this is on track since Fire Emblem Awakening which was their major hit. That mm-hmm. was a game that really set them, that really started to, to uh, lucrate, lubricate. Lubri- what are you trying to say? The, when, when you're gen- starting to generate money. Lucrative. Lucrative. That's when they really started Lub- to become lucrative. <laughs> you went from lubricate to lucrative. <laughs> I was close. Yes, very I close. close. Samsonite. What? <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> Was uh, Fire Emblem Awakening on 3DS? That was their 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 standalone hit, and since then, uh, that game it looks like they started with 130 employees, and then since that time, which was way back in 2011 ish, uh, they have now grown to 169 employees. Yeah, so they they've grown about 40 uh, 40 employees, which actually to, and honestly doesn't sound like that much. That is a that is a strong amount because that's more than twenty five percent of the company. Okay. So they've grown by more than twenty five percent over the course of the last uh, nine ish years. Right now, it does break it down into as far as where those people are in terms of uh, what position. So graphic designers, programs. It doesn't say what they were at initially. I'd actually be more interested in finding out where those people were. Or what those numbers were back in 2011 or whatever it was yeah. to see in what department have they grown in? Uh, my guess would be most of it would be in graphic designers because um, you know 3DS and and DS and and prior <clears throat> portable systems and even Fire Emblem Three Houses you can kind of tell like. They're not the most graphically impressive looking games. No, but there's definitely a big improvement from the 3DS days oh, yeah. to oh, yeah. the Switch days. Big time. Uh, so that also leads me to believe, like, are they working on something else? I mean, at this point, you would think hopefully they'd, they'd jump the ship they to start be. start working well, on something else. Well, they just finished the DLC, launched mm-hmm. it, right? So and now they're the done. Entirety, the entire season of mm-hmm. it. And they did that in six months' time, mm-hmm. give or take. That's... Awesome. That almost makes me believe that they're, they've already do, almost done with that yeah, DLC. And, and keep in mind, Fire Emblem Awakening came out on 2011-ish. And then they did Fire Emblem Fates, which is pretty much three games. Yeah. They did the the Shadow whatever remake of uh, Fire Emblem uh, Genjin? Gen- I don't know. Gaiden? Fire Emblem Gaiden? I don't know. It was the second... The sequel to Fire Emblem uh, way back, I think, in NES days. Many times ago. Yeah, Gaiden. Fire Emblem Gaiden. Um, that was the shadow, Shadows of Valor. I'm taking all your word for Something this. Like anyway, they did that Fire Emblem game, and then they did Three Houses, and then they're also releasing in between those four Fire Emblem games in the past nine years, which is very often, because that's, give or take, one every two years, which is very impressive. They were also doing Paper Mario Color Splash. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other Paper Mario games, Sticker Star, right, uh, and a bunch of other games, uh, some WarioWare games that they were making. They've done a lot of WarioWare. You didn't realize that they were responsible for right. I, doing these other games. I didn't realize they were responsible for Color Splash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and, and and that and the reason why we found out 
found that information out. We want to see what else have they done. And they they've done they've done a lot of other stuff. Like I want to see something nowadays. Like oh, you know, I kept that tab open. There we go. I want to see what they're working like. Obviously, they they nailed Fire Emblem. They've yeah. nailed that strategy tactical RPG. I want to see what else they can do oh, RPG wise. Yeah, Fire Emblem uh, Awakening came out in 2012. So that means in less than seven or in seven years, give or take, mm-hmm. they released four. Fire Emblem games. Right. In addition, uh, the Paper Mario, Sticker Star, Game and Wario, uh, some weird uh, names I can't pronounce, uh, Pushmo World, uh, another original game that that I remembered as soon as uh, I saw the name, Codename Steam. I didn't know they were behind that. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was like a weird, quirky, steampunky, mm-hmm. but with like... Uh, the founding fathers of the United States. <laughs> it's a weird, weird game. Uh, Stretch Mo. Uh, what else do they have over here that's weird and quirky? Another WarioWare game. So that's a lot of titles uh, over the span of just seven, uh, seven to nine uh, years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I don't want another WarioWare game. No. Um, well, actually, well. WarioWare is cool. I don't want it. I know that I know there are a lot of people who yeah. love WarioWare games. Well, the fact that there hasn't been Is there a WarioWare game on Switch? No. All right. I so, could see there. There's the the accessibility is there. Well, clearly it doesn't slow them down. Mm-mm. So, I would still want that WarioWare game cuz I know it's not going to slow them down. It's just a bunch of mini games. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of A whole bunch games. of them. Yeah. Awesome. It's very fun. <laughs> but what other RPGs they got? I want more. I know they did Paper Mario, but I, I, again, I want more. You're looking something. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the, the beautiful Joe Henshin and Go-Go. And there it is. There Boom. It is. I did it exactly. Excellent. Great. <laughs> so happy for you. I don't have to blur that out. Anyway, uh, listener questions, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to hear from you. Remember, we're all about community here at the Switch RPG Podcast. So, if you want to be part of the show, you can email your questions or any feedback at podcast at switchrpg.com. Or you can dive into to the Discord server at discord.switchrpg.com, post in the podcast channel or any channel for that matter. Uh, but we do have a question here. I posted it on Twitter asking for questions. We have one from Paul Nichols. What will Nintendo's response be, if any, to next-gen consoles hitting the market in the next year or two? Now, we've we've kind of answered this, I think. Um, when, you know, we've talked about this. Um, and their answer may not be another hardware iteration. It, it could just be improvements on the console, uh, whether it be uh, UI improvements. Um, but I don't think that would at all overshadow what... I don't, I don't think they would change the UI. You don't think they would change uh, th- themes, maybe? Uh, things. I, I mean, that's things like that aren't really going to overshadow or kind of take I, place of a next-gen system or competing yeah, against that. Yeah, that that's not... It's that's, inconsequential, really. It is inconsequential. But if they do do themes, how I would see them pulling it off is tying it into the subscription, the online subscription service, mm-hmm. as an extra uh, incentive to do that. I don't see them just throwing, changing the theme. I definitely don't see them doing Because right now, it works. It's yeah. snappy. They might do very subtle things, like add boulders. But other than that, like it 
Yeah. It works really, really well for what it does. It's very quick, snappy. Basic. It's just basic, bare bones. But for good, basic in a good way. Mm-hmm. But I could see them in terms of trying to compete or kind of, uh, yeah, get, compete with a new PlayStation 5, an Xbox Series X, yep. is maybe releasing. And I think one of uh, one of our site staff members, uh, Rich, said Breath of the Wild 2. Yep. So releasing something like that to kind of compete, get some attention well, that, that everyone else is getting. That's going to be a direct head-to-head. If it isn't that, it's going to be some other big software title like uh, to do that. What well, else? It's Breath of the Wild. It's Breath it's the of the Wild. We were kind of like, well, I mean, <laughs> we're in, like in the dark right now. Right, it's, right, it's right, like right. The dark times are right now because there hasn't been a direct in so long. Right, so we don't know what they're working on. I yeah. mean, we do know they're working on a Metroid. Could does Metroid have that? Oh yeah, that power to compete with the PlayStation Five is and the Xboxes. Absolutely, Metroid. If Metroid ever comes out, say goodbye. You know, sell all your Sony and Microsoft stuff. So again, where Nintendo falls short is they're not going to have another hardware iteration. You're not going to see the Switch Pro or the next uh, Switch console at the same time as the PlayStation Fives. It will. I would say that would happen one year later. Right. Right. That's what I. That's what I think Nintendo is planning. Because if the timetables are the expected timetables are correct. The next-gen hardware is going to be landing this uh, upcoming holiday season. So the end of this year, we're going to get the PS5 and the Xbox Series mm-hmm. X. And I think Nintendo is going to intentionally wait one more year later from right. that in mm-hmm. order to release the next iteration. Right. So that, But HD. that's, again, that's not in direct, <laughs> direct competition with the current gen that's coming out so i mean it will be when that comes out but in terms of like here and now it's probably going to be software something well, I, software related i think that is a good legitimate answer right because when playstation 2 came out when the xbox 360 came out right those had one year head starts mm-hmm. but you know the console that sony came out with afterwards or that uh Nin- nintendo came out with out afterwards or uh, Microsoft afterwards, etc. They were in response to the one that came out first. So if you think about it in terms of next gen hardware is releasing, uh, you know, Sony, Microsoft come out first, and then Nintendo comes out afterwards as a response. But it's not going to be uh, a new iteration, a new console. It won't be that. It won't be like this new ecosystem that you have to buy into, right? They're not gonna. They're not gonna start from zero again. They're gonna. It'll just be a hardware refresh, basically. It'll be a pro version. It'll be a 2.0 version. It'll Mm -hmm. be the same thing, same ecosystem, same supported backlog of games, but with better hardware. But it ain't going to be releasing, you know, this year or early next year. It's probably going to be, you know, late next year. Right. But uh, yeah, in terms of competing with them, it would just, it would have to be something software related. We're not going to see that hardware, hardware coming into fruition at this point. yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with that when competing on date, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I'm what I'm talking about. At some point, yeah, we're gonna see that 2.0, the HD or, or whatever. It ain't gonna be Metroid because that game is still far away. You don't know. It's still far away. I you don't know. You know what they could do though? They could do a uh, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's not big enough though. That's definitely not big enough. No, it's not big enough. All right. Thank you, Paul, for submitting that question. And zero is my answer. <laughs> and for uh, for your prize, 
You get nothing. We have no prizes here. Upcoming RPGs for the... <laughs> yes, we get a round of applause. Upcoming RPGs, we have uh, Langrisa 1 and 2, which actually released yesterday or today or something. Last week? Uh, not last week. This week? This week. Okay. What's going on with you? Ignore it. Uh, <laughs> it's overpriced. You it, see the price on all that? 50 doll hairs? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Huh? That's crazy. It's a new game. Buy Darkest Dungeon. You'll be... You'll appreciate you'll be, that way more. You'll be crying. Um, so yeah, Langris are one and two, and then we have Round Guard, which is your um, your Peggle RPG. I'll just say that that it's kind of like a, a pinball RPG. It's, pinball, like like the uh, what was that game that was an actual pinball adventure game? It was like a Metroid creature um, Metroidvania pinball game it's on uh, Switch. Yeah, something uh, with called? creature. Oh, you're doing this to me. I don't. I don't know. Why are the screenshots not pulling up? Um, anyway, uh, Round Guard is coming soon. It's coming. Oh, you just switched out of that. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were looking at that. I pulled it up first. Uh-huh. Round Guard. C- can I have the screen for like two Here seconds? I know you're trying to pull up I'm the screenshots. Where, where the thing you needed? I was, I was, I was helping. Um, Round Guard is coming out the 13th. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> and uh, it's twenty USD. Thank you very much for staying on that for two seconds, so I could read that. Um, it is, it is very. They, I think it's been described as like Peggle RPG. Um, Still a little more with pinball, kind of. There's a little more to it. It does look like a mobile game to me. I know that you can't see it right now, and you're really trying very hard to to look at those screenshots. You're but doing great. All right, and then we have rack of rack and ruin. Rack, rack and, ruin. and ruin. I think this one looks really interesting. That also comes out on the 13th. It also comes out on the 13th. Uh, this Cheaper. one, it is less expensive. It is a, uh, I, it's an action RPG, top-down, pers- not top-down perspective, iso- not isometric either. It's Zelda. Yeah, Zelda perspective. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Link to the Past perspective. Yeah, whatever, whatever, the, whatever like that is. Dungeons. It is a dungeon crawler. They look straight out of Zelda. Mm-hmm. They're even the blocks, the little blocks that you can push. Yep, yep, yep. Like, but there's there's tons of spells, tons of enemies. I don't know if there's multiplayer. I think if they had a multiplayer, no, it's just one player. If they add, yeah, it is just one player. If they added a multiplayer element to this, I think that would be really really cool. Uh, I I like the the art style. Well, at least the the main the main. It looks alright. Character. Yeah, yeah. The the art looks pretty good. It, it doesn't look bad. It's like high resolution two D artwork. Um, uh, Painted, but it's not painted. Um, you talking the uh, the main the main character there? Well, the art style. The art style is um, I what to call it, but yeah, it's um, not big graphics either. I'm not I'm it, not sure what to really not call sprite, it. But it's definitely it's 2D artwork, but it's not pixel artwork. Right. Uh, it's um, you know, Photoshoppy, uh, and it looks pretty good. And it looks like the combat system because I saw a video of it earlier. The combat system looks kind of takes Zelda, but also like bullet hell. Yeah, like twin stick shooter almost yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, uh, Binding of Isaac. There you go. That's a better yeah better analogy because that is also uh, very uh, very Zelda like. Yeah, just not as uh, grotesque as Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I don't know. This one, <laughs> you know, this one has some demony. Yeah, I guess it's presenting it in a kinder way, but it has some like demony type stuff. Definitely bullet hell style uh, uh, dodging they need to do with combat system. Mm-hmm. So that is Rack yeah. and Ruin, the letter N. It looks good. 
Yeah. Damn, so I that have, I have nothing bad to say about that. I'm shocked. That's the 13th. And then we have Dead or School. Now, yeah. <laughs> when you're looking at Dead or School, just the initial kind of title card there, the uh, the cover art, it totally doesn't represent what the actual game looks like, looks like yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, now, this is a marvelous studio or marvelous published game. So when you think that, you generally think anime kind of um, really risque kind of anime but the gameplay doesn't look that way at all it, it almost reminds me i don't know if you've ever played and I, i've mentioned this to you uh almost shadow complex type yeah uh, wow. uh maybe even uh what's that other game that reminds me of shadow complex my friend pedro or something yes yeah so it's yes. almost got that side it's that side scrolling uh type of action but very much oh wait a minute RPG. i see a map over here right so this so- looks metroidvania Esque, like shadow complex right let's pull this thing so up there maybe. there may be more uh rpg elements in, involved in that Ooh, uh but it definitely does have that mini map that looks like every oh. metroidvania that you see out there oh this just this, all right this just kind of went up on my uh on my list but there are guns there are like ladies holding guns. Um, it looks with, ah. with rosy cheeks because they're slightly embarrassed about <laughs> something holding a gun, holding big guns, I guess. Uh, it's rated M for mature. Well, again, that's the whole marvelous published thing. There could be some risque elements that they're not showing in these Nintendo eShop but the fact type of they're deal. showing a seemingly Metroidvania esque uh, map system has me excited and when is this releasing did we have a date uh, on that also on the 13th wow we have three games on the 13th but this one is a whopping 30 dollars. 30 dollars. this one's dead or school i don't quite get the name i don't get the name either and like i had mentioned the cover art looks nothing like the gameplay maybe in the maybe in the dialogue um it does when they're the NPCs are talking to each other. Yeah, there, maybe. there are character portraits uh, that are anime, but the gameplay doesn't look very anime. It looks more realistic, or at least anime characters or three D models, but uh, but in a realistic three D world. Mm-hmm. I hope we're describing this well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have Alder's Blood. Yeah. Alder's Blood is a uh, strategy RPG. Yep. And if I was to describe this one, it would be kind of Darkest Dungeon, uh, Bloodborne, and XCOM yep. together. More XCOM, except that this one doesn't have any... I don't think this one has... I played a little bit of it. It doesn't have any uh, cover-based system. Yep. Whereas XCOM, you know, they, they're kind of yep. known, known for that. Uh, and I do want to mention there is a demo on the eShop for Alder's Blood. I do like the the aesthetic that oh, they are covering. Were they covering there? Okay, in the in the, the time I played, I didn't see any. Okay. So there, there could there could be. Well, they're ducking behind something. I don't know if there's actual cover mechanics, but look, it's happening multiple times. Yeah, well, they're they're in the grass. Uh, when you're in the grass, I guess you're right. Visual. Yeah, vis- visual cover. So this game is really heavily um uh wants you to they want you to do everything stealthily now you do have guns guns attract a lot of unwanted attention so you want to use them kind of sparingly so you really want to kind of again we're actually seeing it right now you want to stay quiet stay hidden hidden, 
You want to try and do this as stealthy as possible. They've implemented mechanics with wind and rain uh, that have, um, if you see if you see the wind, if you're downwind, uh, enemies can smell you and they instantly know what you are. That's what those you, lines are. You can throw pebbles and it'll attract attention. There's all sorts of stuff you can do. And uh, if you're into kind of these strategy RPGs, take a look at Alder's Blood. Uh, also, uh, like I had said, th- there is a demo. Check it out. It is really, really interesting. There is like a hub world like XCOM kind of kind of does that helps your entire party. It looks very different, and that has me excited because it's it. Even though we mentioned a bunch of games that it's kind of like it when you look at it, it's it like, doesn't. Right, this is its own beast, its own weird abomination. Yeah, I like the character designs. The yeah. enemy designs are all kind of they have, like you said, that abomination, <laughs> like that its own its own little thing there. So yeah, that is Alder's Blood. That is being released on. March. The 13th. What, all these games are the 13th? Yeah, this Thursday is going to be exciting. Dude, guys, have fun out there trying Did to I choose a Thursday? game. I meant to say Friday. Fri- Friday. Friday. Uh, also, forgot to mention Langrisser 1 and 2. I, actually, I, no, I mentioned, I, mentioned I, I mentioned I No, I mentioned that I played the demo. There is a demo oh, available. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a demo available for any of the others. Uh, uh, no, Alder's Blood. I downloaded that. Right. I, I did mention that. Well, Alder's Blood and Langrisser. I don't know if there's any other of the, the others. If hey, they have demos, there, there was a, a thing that we skipped over. What did? What, is that it? What did you want to talk about? Oh, never mind. We no, could. No, no, no. no. I, I don't know if that was something that we were supposed to skip over or not skip over. You talking about PAX East? No, we talked about that. Oh, okay. You, what do you want to say? Know, don't we always say like, "Hey, Hedge Knight Mike" or something like that? Yeah, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not doing Patreons anymore. We're fully supportive now. Mm. <laughs> okay then. fully supported we have the support of a lot of people yes that's gonna do it that's it yeah we don't have a main topic today we no main topic i don't know yeah the main topic was i don't know the packs or the the coronavirus well and like i'd mentioned that this news is light i mean i know we went on for a while but news is really really light and and i think a lot of it has to do with people kind of working out of their elements um i know for a fact um there are kind of two developers i was i've been in talks with uh one is based in italy and the other one's based in china with uh one the italian one with aloloth i don't know if you've met her uh heard of that game it's kind of a diablo 2 very much in the same vein as diablo 2 and the and the other one was eastward uh with pixpill and, and they're based out of china and even trying to to talk to those people, because uh, I was just trying to, I wanted to create some videos um, on those. Even trying to get communication from the Pixpill people in China was nearly impossible uh, to try and get that communication. Not not only are they just a, a world away, their time zones are obviously very very different. Yep. They're just their 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 focus is on something entirely different. They they don't even. I mean, yes, they're working on their game, but that's like secondary at this point. Yeah, it's it's. Uh... You know, where did I travel through and did I expose any part of my body to yeah, some surface? Their, their mind frame is is on something entirely different. And whereas even with the Aloloth people, just trying to get where their mind frame is, they're in Italy. And, and, and it just happened that I picked these two that are just kind of, you know, just going nuts right now with, with, yep. this, with this virus. And they're in total lockdown. It, oh, you know what? There is a shakeup 
you didn't get it, but remember how we talked about on this show uh, that we're going to go to a Boston Indies? Oh, yeah. What's hap- the email for that? What's happening with that? So it's going to get moved. It's <sighs> postponed to some other. It's because of it was being held at MIT. Mm-hmm. And MIT has put in, po- uh, in place some new policy where stuff like congregation. You know, yeah, a lot of people get put together. Many people type of thing can't happen, or at least it's going to be postponed to right. some later event. So that is now gone. Right. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, that was going to be at the beginning of May. Well, like I said, well, hopefully with the warmer weather, uh, thing, things will change. And that's why I was kind of on the fence with E3. I'm like, all right, it's kind of warmer weather. There's always warmer weather on the, on the, you know, on the West Coast. Maybe it won't affect them as much, but nope. Yeah. People need to plan so far ahead with that. It's such a big event, you know. Yeah. They they kind of had to either do it now or just have it, I guess. Yeah. So that they really needed to make a decision, and they canceled it. And that's going to be it. Yeah. Pax East is probably going to be the last major gaming event, right? That was for a, since then. For right? a little bit, no, there's been nothing uh, since then. So good if luck you, with that. Yeah, if you missed out on Pax East, you're not going to have anything until unless you do it on your own. Unless you do it on room, and and if and people are just just kind of saying that this may in fact or last year may have been their the last E three ever. People are that kind of far down on E three, whereas like they we don't need an E three. Those are the people that go to E three. The people that don't go to E three. E three is amazing. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think something like something like that needs to be done like yeah. kind of like a fest kind of whether it's digital or something maybe the esa can just do some digital only thing i don't know the problem with e3 is that the esa is charging way too much money like, yeah. like that's what it is that's that is the problem they're charging way too much so you know like the companies don't want to do it because they're paying millions and millions and millions of dollars to reserve these spaces for such a short period of time but they are getting the best possible exposure mm. so well, it's like well it's not only you know whether or not they have to pay the esa it's it's the fact that they these companies have to bring people there they have to put stuff on they that all all the all that stuff you see costs money not just the the spot I, there it's, it's just it's peanuts compared to what they pay the esa really yeah, oh, what they pay the esa is ridiculous oh wow okay i have i have no idea i i mean yeah i have i don't know that's why do you think Sony pulls out? It's because well, I think it's a it's a money thing. Well, I think more with Sony is that they feel like it wasn't really helpful. All right. Why do you think Microsoft no longer holds their press conferences inside of E3? Well, they have their own. They have their own place. It's literally right next door. That's one company. Nintendo pulled out a long time ago. Well, another n- company. Nintendo still has a major presence they still have there. A presence there, but they still pulled out on doing their press. They just don't have. Well, like they that. don't have. They don't have a presentation. They have the. They use which a means, direct. Which means they have less space to reserve. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Sony pulled out. EA pulled out years ago. Years ago, yeah. Right. Bethesda, not. They're still there. I just. I actually don't no, know they're there. where they're located, but they're on a Sunday. I don't know if that makes it's a, It's like a day before the event yeah, is so when they usually do it. It's associated with E3, but I don't know like how direct and because it's on a Sunday, whether that falls into like a different category. So It's cheaper. Look at uh, Konami. I know Konami. Ooh, uh, we don't they, talk about that, we Konami. We don't talk about them, but they used to be at E3. Yeah, they're not big enough at this point. 
for for whatever they pulled out long. Activision for, Blizzard, they do their own. They their, do their, their own, own things. things. Them, I'm not bringing them up, but also Square Enix, they now only do uh, direct style. Things, yeah, video. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of trending that way, anyway. It was trending that way, but for what reason? I think the reason is the ESA has gotten too greedy. It, that's a possibility. I just think it just costs too much money to bring all these people there and have all these sets. If you saw some of the production value that they have there, it's I can uh, I can see that costing tons and tons of money. And not having that there, it's going to save a lot of money. Well, they don't have to do that. So no, they don't have Nintendo does not <laughs> need to put a haunted mansion booth. That is for the fans that go there. It is for the fans. Yeah. Where, like I had mentioned originally, this was we, yeah. the fans were not involved in this at all. When they started inviting fans to go in, is when you saw a lot of these grandiose things, these bigger scale things. So, yeah, uh, who knows? Maybe I went to the last E three ever. Who knows? Lucky. I killed it. Lucky. <laughs> and that's going to wrap up today's episode for the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to everyone who sent in their questions and comments. Keep them coming. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every week at SwitchRPG.com, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on that, please give us a rating and review. We want to climb up those charts. You know, I find this really... Um, I, I, I read through this thing, yep. and, and you're doing your thing there. I, I never I never waver. I never waver. Hey, you do a great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and finally, remember, you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for all your RPG needs for the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, I'll see you around. Bye.